Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Two Sushi Rolls podcast. I am your host. My name is George E. I am the Papa Bear of the Castle. And I'm Leslie E. And I'm the Mama Bear here. And today you are joining us for episode number one of our new series. And uh, today's episode is very special to us. Um, not only because it's our first episode to, you know, our podcast series, but because today's guest is actually a longtime friend. Um, I've known this guy for a very long time. Uh, he's a little bit of a wild card, but he's a really great guy. He's got some really crazy stories. Um, he was actually telling me a few, uh, you know, when we were sitting down eating a little bit of sushi here. Yeah. Um, we're having, you know, a little bit of a combo. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mo Sadiq to the Two Sushi Rolls podcast. Hey, hey, everybody. Thank you for having me. Uh, this will be interesting. It's my first time doing a podcast. So this is going to be fun. Um, hopefully, you guys get to hear some stories, have some fun with those, and uh, we have a good time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So before we actually started uh, recording, um, we are having a little bit of a conversation, and uh, you were saying, first of all, you're, you're a new dad, which congratulations to that. Yeah. Thank you. How's that treating you? Um, it's, uh, it's, it's everything I wanted it to be. Um, yeah, no, I, I love it. It's, it's, it's definitely very... Uh, Gives you, it's very fulfilling. Uh, gives me a definite sense of accomplishment. Now, you, you're, you're saying that it's everything you wanted it to be. So yeah. what, what were you expecting it to be? Um, well, I mean, like, so growing up, a lot of people, you know, they, they want to be cops, they want to be firemen, you know, politicians, lawyers, whatever. I just wanted to be a dad. Um, I didn't have the greatest upbringing in my household. Um, so I just, I just wanted normalcy and I figured you know I'll get to have that chance when I have my own kids one day so that's something to shoot for that's kind of always been my goal in life and uh now that I have it it's I always used to sit there and think about what it would be like and it's it very much lives up to the hype <laughs> nice <laughs> nice well that's I mean well you clearly know we actually I have I have five kids right now yeah. you know uh, she's over here working. I'm she's pregnant work- on number six. At number six. Congratulations. <laughs> All right. So we got a house full of sushi rolls here. Yeah. All right. Which you guys actually may actually in the recording, you guys may hear them in the background a little bit. They're actually, you know, they're uh, they're in their room having their own little sushi party. They're a lovely combo <clears throat> pack. Thanks, man. We appreciate that. Yeah, it's, they're a handful, but, you know, they're really great kids, you know. Definitely one of the best life experiences. You know, I think it got me out of uh, a lot of rough spots, um, you know. Can't I can't say that my life has been a walk in the park, um, but you know it. You know I wouldn't be where I am today if it hadn't been for those life experiences. And I mean, like I said, some of the most fulfilling ones are you know from being a parent. So True. you know, oh, yeah. I I, th- I think it does a lot. You know, I think it does a lot. Um, I personally, I don't even think I've matured until had kids and knew how to take care of them or anything. I feel like I didn't know life before I even had kids. Yeah, that's kind of how you can describe it. But at the same time, I'm noticing that uh, you're actually still able to go out and have a little bit of a fun. Um, a little bit. A little bit of fun. It's not as crazy as what it used to be when we were younger. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you were telling me about some experiences uh, on uh, DMT. Um, if, if, oh, you guys, if you guys don't know what DMT is out there, um, it's uh, dimethyl- dimethyltryptamine. Yeah, dimethyltryptamine. Um, it's, um, it's a chemical that's actually naturally found, uh, inside of our brains. It's like what helps us dream and sleep or something like that. Correct. Yeah. It's something, yeah. So something, uh, general around that. Um, and, uh, 
if you could actually get something that has that substance extracted from it, like uh, ayahuasca and uh, I believe there's some some tree barks and I believe there's tons of things out there that yeah. actually haven't. Um, but if you actually ingest this or smoke this, you get you know what people call a trip. Oh yeah. Now, <laughs> now, I have personally done tripping before when I was younger. I've done LSD. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done uh, psilocybin mushrooms, um, and um, like morning glory seeds, you know, different stuff like that. But I believe that's LSA, yeah. which is like um, you know, I'm very close relative to LSD. Yes. It's it's a hallucinogen. Um, great memories, great experiences, <laughs> very very scary, and we're we're here calling them uh, good memories. <laughs> Yeah, but um, uh, so how was that like? I've never done that before. I've never, I've never done DMT. How was that like? Um, so it was, it was, it was really interesting. It's, it's unlike any trip I've ever done before. I mean, I've, I've, I've tried acid. I've tried shrooms. Um, it, uh, it's, it's the only, it's the only trip I've ever had where you're, you're completely incapacitated when it comes on. What do you mean um, by incapacitated, though? I mean incapacitated. I mean, uh, I mean, you just, you kind of, you just fall back in your seat. You close your eyes, and you just, you just go into this other realm. It's just, it's just this. Uh, it's you, 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 you're pretty much completely detached from what's going on around you. Um, you, uh, your body kind of like tingles. It kind of like almost like vibrates a bit. Is the feeling you get? You kind of feel a vibration, and then um, <clears throat> the way it comes on is uh, you just have this urge to close your eyes and lay back and just relax. And then once you do that, um, you start to just visualize things and see things like shapes and ge- geometric uh, patterns just unfolding in front of your eyes, and. Uh, it's it's definitely crazy. Like acid, um, when I did that, I would see like you know trees breathing and stuff. But like with with uh, with DMT, um, my first experience, I wasn't even able to really open my eyes. Like it just bothered me. I just wanted to keep my eyes closed and like go wherever it was taking me. And now now some people say that it's uh, not necessarily an out of body experience, but they say that you lose, um, I guess. Um the sense of the fact that you are a body you kind of are more in touch with your actual soul so to speak yeah. your mentality a little bit more and uh the the fact that you have a body it's so abstract it becomes abstract to something so distant in that moment now is that something that you experienced yeah and i mean like you mentioned we talked about it a little bit before while we were um eating um i touched on that a bit what 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 happens is i mean for me in my experience um I kind of like after after the shapes after the geometric shapes and everything I end up seeing what people call like the entity and it's like a face that kind of emerges from like the darkness out of the shapes um, and then after that is when I start like seeing flashes of like kind of like imagery it's it's hard to explain because it's like it's kind of like movie clips being played but you're you're actually like witnessing it almost experiencing it and I'd see like it's almost from like basic cells to becoming organs to becoming organ systems and then like just the way it flashes it implies those are the constructs and how they were made to give you thought to give you sight to give you <coughs> this experience itself and uh it's it's pretty crazy because like you don't feel like a person sitting there watching this happen you feel like you're actually involved in everything going on it's it's really extreme i have to say 
Well, um, out of all the times that you've done this before, have you actually encountered like a bad trip or, um, you know, a moment where you were just like, man, what, what the hell did I just get myself into? Once, only once, uh, I was, um, tripping out in, I, I usually would start off in my car. Uh, that's where I would do it. Cause I didn't have a place indoors. Really. I was living at my mom's. Um, so I was with my buddy and we we're doing it in my car and he wasn't used to like the security uh, patterns were like their rounds and everything so it's like 2 a.m. and we're in we're in my car and I just I just like took a huge hit and um, I'm falling into the trip and then all of a sudden my buddy's like dude the fucking cops are here and like he keeps like kind of pulling me out of the trip and talking to me and like when you are tripping on DMT especially in the beginning you want silence you want like you want to close your eyes you don't want to have to look around and like be on your shit and uh it was crazy it, it i don't really know how to explain it it was it was almost like putting your head in a tornado like your vis my vision was very very blurry and like it felt like the dmt was trying to pull me into this other dimension and i was trying to hold on to this one i definitely felt torn so in that moment of you getting pulled away into this like huge trip what you described it being a, almost like a tornado <clears throat> And so during this whole time, you're trying to almost like keep a grasp on them. this is I'm, I'm 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 real. This is reality. Yes, and that's that's that brings me to a point. Is um, that's the only time I had a bad trip, and that was the only time I ever tried to fight where the trip was trying to take me. I was trying to stay here and not go where it was trying to go. Um, and that's just general consensus with friends who've also done it too. You kind of if you ever if you're ever looking to do it yourself, you definitely kind of just want to. Take it easy, you know, go with the flow. Um, don't try to fight it because that's how you'll have a bad trip. But if you just take it for what it is and go with the flow, it'll it'll, it'll generally be a very enlightening, exciting experience. Now, you know, uh, we aren't telling you guys out there to go out, try DMT. But, you know, no. if it's something that out of your own free will, you know, you're willing to, you know, decide, you know what, I'm going to take that on. Do it safely, and like he said, you know, kind of take his advice on it. You know, take it from somebody who's um, already done it. Um, but, you know, I think that that's the same advice I would give for any hallucinogenics that we've talked about today, you know, is that, um, you know, of course, we're not encouraging anybody to go out there and break the law, but, you know, all, all you little bad boys out there, all you little bad girls, <laughs> if you guys decide to go out there and, uh, you know, do something, do it responsibly. Um, I Countless, Definitely. countless times I've heard stories of people who are like, man, I was on an acid trip and, uh, you know, I was thinking about, you know, you know, doing something stupid and, you know, don't do that. Definitely. Like, don't do that. That's what no. that that's what gives these uh, uh, mind uh, opening and altering substances, you know, um, like the bad name. It gives it the bad name. You know, that's I mean, for God's sakes, barely right now. I think the stigma around, you know. Marijuana is finally being, uh, you know, broken, mm -hmm. and oh, yeah. you know the stigma is being broken. But the new laws, if social laws are being made, like now apparently, uh, saying marijuana, the word marijuana, is considered, you know, racist because oh, it, it, it demonizes uh, Hispanics or whatever. I, I'm personally not of that mindset. I think Neither it's I. it's pretty ridiculous <laughs> the things people are offended nowadays. Um, I mean, yeah, fine, call it cannabis. 
But don't say that the word marijuana is racist. And Come on. We're banned from you saying can, You can even argue that, like, you know, you can call it hashish, and that might be racist. But, I mean, just, it is what it is. I don't think anybody is really invested in a plant and what it's named. Right, right. <laughs> right. I, I, think, right. I, I, think, I think the biggest concern anybody should even be putting into this is, you know, making it legal, doing a little bit more research on it, and finding a way to stop putting people in jail for it. I mean, for God's yeah. sakes. Did you guys hear about that story of um, that lady who hung the baby from the rafters in oh, the basement? Geez. Yeah. Oh, my God. She hang- Did you hear yeah. about this? And then she ran over people? Yeah, she yeah. ran yeah. over people. I'm- she was a babysitter. She was babysitting that kid. Babysitting or yeah. daycare, something like that. Point is, is this lady hangs a baby. She runs people over. She causes this huge huge I- issue people are like critical yeah condition. And, and the judge lets her off with you know with probation, for, with probation. because he probation. doubts that the sequence of events will ever happen again and she had like a mental breakdown i believe or something happened to her. her her husband's an abusive fuck and uh she had a breakdown because of it and so she her she went ahead and she did this and like i I can kind of understand having breakdowns and stuff. I, I personally experience this myself. I get help for it. But, I mean, under no circumstances do I go on, like, and I'm gonna a baby hang this child. Spree and then go out and play Grand Theft Auto in the streets. <laughs> yeah, what the hell is that, what the hell is that about? And, and even though, like, of course, like, you know, those with mental health issues, obviously they need help, they need to reach out, but no way should she just kind of get off like that like yeah. how she did and, I mean, and what, what what brought me to that subject is i mean like i said let's get more studies in on this stuff this lady's getting off with probation because whatever excuse the judge had for her which by the way it, you know yeah once somebody hangs a baby yeah don't give them another chance yeah. to do it <laughs> all right don't assume that there won't ever be another you know array of situations that will bring her to this specific situation i mean it happened once guy like, how do you know, like, if she's, yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you got these poor guys in jail because, you know, of a, a plant. A plant. You, you know, they're not necessarily going out killing anybody. Um, I, you know, I understand the debate behind it, you know, that yeah. it causes crime. But, I mean, for, people, get it through your heads. If there is some kind of, you know, um, legalized structure to how this plant you know, was sold, produced, you know, checked, whatever. FDA approved if you guys want. Whatever the <laughs> hell, you know. CBD but, just got FDA approved. Right. That's oh, my, and See? Really? Okay. Yeah. So now, if we can do this, crime goes down. Yeah, you, it's harder for, it you know, minors to get it. You know, once things become legal, it, 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 becomes, it becomes more difficult. It becomes less desirable. I mean, people in Amsterdam are a good example. Um, if you ever go, you'll notice... Uh, for stoners, it's like weed mecca. But if you go there, not everybody has a fucking joint in their hands. They usually oh, yeah. keep it to themselves. They're... They keep it indoors at cafes or in their homes, you know. And um, the big reason for that is because it doesn't have this crazy stigma. It isn't popularized. It isn't, like, just thrust out there in your culture like it is here because it's taboo. And Americans, we fucking love taboo. That's, <laughs> that's who we are. Um, yeah. People told us you couldn't have that religion, so we fucking sailed all the way across the world <laughs> to start this place. Right. You know, uh, Portugal is another good example. I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of legalizing things and treating them, treating people as people, not criminals, especially for substance use. Um, 
If you look at Portugal, they decriminalize all substances and they treat it as a mental health issue. Crime has plummeted. Uh, Drug-related crime has plummeted. Incarceration rates have plummeted. Recidivism, people going back to jail, has decreased. Yeah, it decreased from recurring. So, I mean, it, it helps. It helps when you treat people like people and you give them options for a future rather than punish them for something and tell them that they're a bad person because they put a plant in their body uh, is really the point I'm getting at. That's why I say about addiction. Like, you can't, you shouldn't put people in jail for addiction. They need help. That That's what it is. Absolutely. And um, definitely. And when things are illegal, like with weed or anything, there's not a lot of research that's done because it's illegal. So they don't know exactly. the effects of weed on women or pregnancy or any of that. They don't know. So yeah. they can't even say anything because they're not even allowed to do the research. Exactly. Um, that's, a, that's another huge thing. I, I happen to have Crohn's disease, which happens to be a disease in which uh, cannabinoids help with my condition. They help with my appetite, help with nausea, they help with pain. Um, part of why people get the munchies is because of the effects that THC metabolites have on the gastrointestinal system, the, the, the digestive system, your stomach and your intestines. It, uh, it actually helps with their growth and uh, in general health um, and for people with Crohn's who have an autoimmune disease where their immune system's attacking them, pot actually is a mild immunosuppressant, so it weakens the immune system. So, you know, when somebody like me is suffering from like a flare-up and we smoke, we can get almost instantaneous relief um, for hours at a time. That's actually how I got through my first year of dealing with Crohn's, um, even with multiple hospitalizations. And so. do, do they give medications for that? Are there like pills or just surgery? Yeah, there's, there's surgery. There's, there's medications like Remicade. Um, there's immunosuppressors like uh, older ones like sulfasalazine if you can't afford something like Remicade. And, um, oh, and they're the Ford. And, uh, but, I mean, those things are like sulfur-based and stuff. And really what they do is it's a trade-off. It'll help you with one issue, but and then, then make another one worse cause other side even, effects. Yeah. So. That's, that's interesting. All right, guys. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue to talk about this. And uh, thank you for sticking around and listening, guys. You guys are listening to the Two Sushi Rolls podcast. We'll be right back with you guys. Hey guys, we're back from our break with our guest, Mo Sadiq. Hey now, the conversation is getting so deep. We So far, we've <laughs> talked about DMT, marijuana, all, ki- all kinds of stuff. Lady with the daycare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lady with the daycare hanging, hanging the baby. Definitely not a very subtle topic, is it? Maybe marijuana would have helped her. <laughs> right? Now, before we went on break, Mo, uh, you were talking to us about uh, the... Crohn's disease you actually suffer with. Yeah. Now, tell us a little bit more about that, man, because you know what? Um, <clears throat> I personally have had some issues and stuff, and you you know my past with medical. Now, you were saying that some of the medications that are out there are just they're, know, they're not up to par. Um, I mean, they in certain situations, they do help. Um, but for an extended run, for something that you have to deal with for the rest of your life, it's really not something that you want to have to rely on, especially if people have a pronounced condition with it. Um, 
for some diet and lifestyle isn't just enough so you need a little bit of help with something um, generally when uh, you have a flare-up it's it's extremely painful it's debilitating sometimes um, I'll, I'll, I'll be hanging out and then I'll just drop where I'm at just like fall on the ground what, what do you mean drop though like literally drop on the ground drop on the ground um, from pain sometimes from pain a lot of times it's more so like so when you have a flare-up you'll you'll be bleeding a lot uh, on the inside um, so your white blood cells pretty much tear at your digestive system when you have Crohn's because there's a genetic trigger that basically tells your immune system that your digestive system isn't part of you. So it starts to think it's a foreign body, your immune system, and it sends the troops to go deal with it. Um, so attacking your own body, basically. Pretty much. I mean, that's the nature of autoimmune diseases. I mean, there's a, just a huge spectrum of different kinds. Just one of them is Crohn's. Um, but uh, it's uh, it, the pain can be debilitating. You, you suffer from blood loss. When I first had it and I didn't know how to deal with it, um, just balancing the psychological trauma of like going to the bathroom and like seeing yourself bleed. And it's, it's graphic. That's, it's, it's scary. That, that sounds scary. It's graphic. Um, it, uh, it's, it's definitely different. It's, it's, it's a game changer. It definitely makes you think about life. It makes you think about how long you've got, what you want to do with it. Um, and it also makes you think about the medications that you're going to have to be dealing with. Um, when I first was prescribed, they gave me OxyContin um, along with immunosuppressors. Mm -hmm. OxyContin was for pain. <coughs> That's pretty much medical um, heroin. Yeah, uh, they, they actually gave, they prescribed to me Tramadol. Yeah. Tramadol. Oh, anti they gave me that too. They gave me Tramadol. They gave me uh, anti-inflammatories. Um, and it had gotten bad. It had gotten bad. It, and, and then that's not a preferable method for everybody. Right now, America is experiencing an epidemic of opiates because of just the over-prescribing of it. And making something like marijuana not a Section 1, like heroin, but bringing it down to like a Section 2 or a Section 3, something that can be studied, something that has medical benefits, because I think that debate's pretty much over. I mean, it helps people with epilepsy. I, I dated someone with epilepsy. It did help with that. Um, it helps with uh, abating the seizures. Um, it helps with people who have cancer. It helps with Crohn's. I'm living proof. Um, I think if you, uh, to, to get to the heart of this conversation, if you really unlock that potential, you give scientists a chance to really study it. You give people the chance to really work with it. Um, you could break that stigma of like, of just drugginess and negativity that it has, society could really benefit from it. Um, and I think as a whole, uh, we could probably improve healthcare for a lot of people. And, and in your opinion, how would you be able to, uh, as your fix, what do you think the fix that, you know, government hasn't picked up on? What do you think it is? What would you do? Uh, really, it, end the war on drugs. Um, that's 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 what marijuana is largely a part of. That's largely what helped start the war on drugs. Yeah. Um, I mean, at first, people argue that uh, it was used to um, to a basically gateway. Well, they say it's a gateway, but at the same time, you know, alcohol seems to be at the root of a lot of people's addictions and a lot of people's yeah definitely uh, alcohol forages into <clears throat> substance abuse or substance use. Um, 
<clears throat> and just the the way that it affects people, I think, is more dangerous than the way that marijuana does. Um, I mean, right now, I think the biggest threat the government should be uh, looking into, and also, when I say threat, people calm down. Don't automatically think that we're talking about putting people in jail. But there are a lot of people overdosing on heroin. There's, I don't know if it's uh, it, it's been fact-checked yet, but I guess in the United States, the death count for heroin overdoses has completely surpassed those done by guns. You I, know? So, I mean, our people are, are yeah, I mean, are, are people really killing themselves at a faster rate than somebody else who would come up to them with a gun? Um, I could definitely see it. I'm, having having lived with a, a, a heroin addict myself um, and, and been through the ups and downs and the ins and outs of a relationship with, with that person, um, <clears throat> definitely. I definitely could see that. Um, my family also has a history with opiates. Um, it's the reason why uh, my mother was enslaved in her home country. Um, and what's her home country again? Uh, that was Pakistan. Pakistan. This is back during the 60s. Um, there wasn't very much government oversight into the Himalayan regions and provinces like Mari, the province my mom is from. And um, so it was very easy for people like the precursors to the Taliban, uh, the Mujahideen, um, to move into the area. Uh, we can get really into um, All that history. different things with that another time if you'd like. But uh, basically, uh, it was individuals, it was militant groups who were trained to produce opiates to sell in order to acquire weaponry to resist communists, um, namely the Russians. And uh, so what they did was they moved into my mother's village and they kind of tricked the simple people there. They're just goat farmers, tobacco planters, and uh, told them, you know, oh, well, could you sell us some of your land and we'll pay you to work on it and we're, we're making medicine to sell to the Chinese. And so... Uh, of course, they're like, oh, yeah. okay. This is this is a village that really hasn't been influenced by the outside world very much for about 1,200 years. It was founded 1,200 years ago, roughly. And um, the only way up into it are just foot trails, um, or the major way in is a very wide, shallow stream. You can either take like a Jeep, like a four-wheeler, or, uh, or, or an animal, like a, like a donkey or a horse, um, and but most people just walk it. It's about a day trip from the base to the village, and uh, not many people go there. There's not really much to be trading or doing there. So when these guys came in, you could say that my ancestors, you know, my my, my family, they were very gullible, and um, so they they're like, yeah, sure, why not? We we could use some money. Um, yeah. So they sold some of the land, and then. These guys wanted more land, and eventually they would make backroom deals with family members that or, or members of the village that felt like they were scorned, they mm. felt like they didn't get their their fair share or their fair lot in life. And um, so basically they would, a lot of violence ensued. People would kill people, brutalize people. Um, there was kidnappings um, where they would basically kidnap people, bring them to like a den. Um <coughs> shoot them up with heroin and then uh, I mean pretty much get people addicted so and that they would have no choice 
basically. but to succumb and give in to what these people want. And of course, you know, the more people that they got, the more aggressive they got. And it got to a point where these people actually killed my mother's father on, mm. on the, the Muslim version of Christmas. Wow. Um, he, we, they were in the village market, uh, you know, this, the bazaar, the center place. Right. And um, he was going to go home real quick, grab some money so he can get, you know, food and sweets and everything for the family, have dinner. And uh, he didn't come back for a long while. So they sent my uncle. And uh, so my uncle apparently has seen some things, but till his death never told us what he saw. But basically um, he witnessed my grandfather being beaten to death and then hung at the gate of my family's God. home. And, uh, yeah, that's that's what this shit does. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm quite sure that it's even worse in other parts of the world. Like South America and uh, Central America and Mexico. Yeah, right now, I mean, the story you're telling me right now, it's uh, reminiscent. It, it, yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. I mean, could could it be any more of a mirror image of what the hell is happening right now? I mean, it's the same thing um, happening all over Mexico. I mean, all over south of the border, and um, I mean it. Clearly, I mean, come on, man. How does that not make people nervous? I mean, it makes me nervous. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'm of Hispanic descent, you know. Um, it Honestly, it makes me angry. Um, it makes me angry, I think, because of the fact that it's like m- majority of the time when these things happen, it's like you said, uh, they grab people who are families from local. They're gullible. And if they're not gullible and they're smart, you're dead. If you don't do what we say, you're dead. You know, so I think it's better to be stupid than be aware in in those situations. And, you know, a lot of people, I mean, for God's sakes, they're killing people over avocado farms. I mean, these people don't care if it's marijuana. This is what the government needs to understand. This isn't an issue with drugs a lot of the time. I mean, for God's sakes, what they're killing people right now is you either give us a cut of what you're selling in avocados and clearly people i mean here in the united states as as well as many other parts of the world i mean come on avocado isn't everything everybody is loving it you know my baby has exactly (laughs) it's extremely healthy but it's also very expensive it's 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 a very it's a very good commodity to get into if you there's extra exactly now you know, now we're dealing with a situation where could we consider these blood avocados? I mean, not to make light yeah. of the matter, but I mean, for God's sakes, I avocados. Mean, and, and the government's like, no, it's the drugs, and this is why. No, the, the, this is this is over avocados as well. I, I mean, are we going to get to the point where we're going to be? You, you know, it's the, all over. They want to cut basically. Yeah, they want to cut of everything. And I mean, when are we going to get to the point where we're like, you know what? Let's cut the bullshit. Let's stop pretending like the enemy here. Is drugs and marijuana. Let's get to the real deal. It's I mean, a, I, I would say it's corporate greed. I mean, I find it hilarious that, you know, in the 50s, we fucked up Central America and we that's where the name Banana Republic comes from. And I just find it so goddamn ironic that this corporate system that pushed for these banana republics where we went in and we propped up dictators in places and we, we meddled in democratic elections, much like some people say Russians like to do. But, uh,. <laughs> We, we went in there, we, we messed with elections, we propped up dictators so that we could lower the price of bananas. I mean, oh and, and then and, and for a corporate system and uh, just for a capitalist system and it's just the fucking icing on the cake. 
there's a clothing company called Banana yeah. Republic, right. and people buy from it and love and it. It's and it's like a high-end company. Yeah. It's not that, a cheap one either, which is ironic not, too. It's yeah. blatant. <laughs> let, 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 let's go into a quick little, um, I guess that, let's go into a, a, a little conspiracy theory here, folks. <laughs> not, okay. to, not to sound like Alex Jones' crazy <laughs> ass. We're making the frogs gay. We're making the frogs gay. <laughs> no, but I mean like, do you think that maybe the U.S. has, in some kind of way, had some kind of influence, and the leaders have been that been getting put in Mexico for the same reason? I mean, come on, Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Sam is going to do anything to get their cut. I mh, mean, come on, let's, let's be you real. You can't really think. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, it, is it really that far fetched uh, for it to be a theory? I mean, I don't think so. Well, let me put it this way: um, I pay attention to politics. Um, progressive populists are the ones who win elections now. In the American election that, that took place in 2016, there were only two. There was Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump. You had real progressive populism, and then you had, I'm going to do this, but you know, fake progressive populism. And I find it unsurprising after, after the last president, president um, was it Maduro? Who, in, in Mexico? Yeah. No. Uh, no, before the one that they just had right now was President Fox. Vicente Fox. Vicente but, Fox, yeah. Um, the one they had just now, he's on his way out. Yeah. And largely, people were saying, you know, fuck his mother. Yeah. Because he promised a lot and didn't bring it. He was pretty much like Mexico's Barack Obama. Yeah, that they're saying, ching up to madre. Fuck your mom. And, and now, um, it's unsurprising that the guy who ran with the progressive populist platform is the guy who won. Can, can you check real quick what the last president of Mexico was? Let's get his name. Um, I do know that this guy, um, they really did not like him. Like like his whole freaking term, man. His whole fucking term. They didn't like this guy. They, uh, they basically, he was like a George Bush. He was very stupid. Um, not very smart. Um, you know, if you're going to be, he didn't, he didn't even know how to speak clear English with people. Oh, and, and, there we go. And Enrique, uh, hang on, what is that? Peña Nieto. Peña Nieto, Peña Nieto. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's giving us all light Mexican brothers a really bad name because yeah, this guy he's was. very light. Yeah, yeah. He, he, I mean, he's light skinned. Yeah. Uh, very handsome guy, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but he's very fucking dumb. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I think, I, I, I think, uh, I think a bag of russet potatoes. Um, have more intelligence than this man. Now, uh, his wife was a a novella actress. Yes, she is. Yeah, uh, you, you should pu pu pull well. up the house that they have together, Peña Nieto, and his actress of a wife. Yeah, she's right? an actress. Yeah, she's an actress. She's big. She's big. I mean, this isn't like little people. And um, you should see the estate that these guys are living in. Whoa. Show him. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Look at this. Describe that for the people who All obviously right. can't see. What are you seeing um, here? So it's like super modern, um, This very, home. very expensive-looking architecture. Uh, I Extremely modern. That's a good way to describe it. It's modern. It's not what you think. A Mexican uh, president would have. Exactly. I mean, look no, at the look at the condition the people are living in. Yeah, oh, their lights like they have. It looks like color changing lights in their house, like extremely high tech. The, the like, funny the funny thing is is that all those lights are probably installed by a guy who's even more a fucking thief than he is, <laughs> and he probably got those lights on wish 
Probably, probably, <laughs> probably, yeah, probably took like three months to get there. <laughs> and, you know, you probably got them for 13 bucks and you tell spending anything, you know what? These are $100 lights. <laughs> these are $100 lights. They came from, they came from the U.S. They came from the U.S. Don't you oh, want God. these? And he's like, but it's going to cost you a pretty penny. And this guy's just like, yep. It's it's on it's on you know it's on the citizens you know it's on their tab. And and why is he stupid? What did he do? He's just very dumb. I mean, mo- most of the interviews that he's done, he's very dumb. He's very not George well Bush. He's yes, yes, yes. He's very George Bush. Um, not 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 Donald Trump dumb. Where it's like you know, he's dumb as in he's saying some very dumb inflammatory things. This is more of. Um, just the shit he says, it's very ditzy. I mean, he's a fucking blonde. I mean, he's a fucking <laughs> blonde. And, yeah, people are basically saying, you know what, you got the monitor. We don't want you here anymore. And um, now they've done their election. And um, the the person who they've chosen to be their president, I'm not too familiar with what his name is, but they believe that he's going to do some kind of change. Now, is, is he? Is he, yeah, right? That's the person. question. So, the magical I mean, question. Right. So I'm not going to sit here and judge the guy just yet. Um I know a little bit about him, but not enough to publicly be speaking about him and giving any kind of judgment. But let, let's wait and see. I, I think uh, they have to wait until, you know, uh, the current guy, you know, basically leaves office. It's just it's very similar to what, you know, happens here in the U.S. Um, so let's wait and see what he does. I mean, wouldn't it be crazy if, like, this is the guy who fixes everything? Because but see, that there, I can't remember the president's name. See, I don't even know why I'm talking on a subject. <laughs> but there was, this, uh, there was this guy who was running for president years ago. Um, and uh, during one of his, uh, you know, one of his, um, uh, I guess, rallies that he was doing, he was shot. He was shot. Oh. He was murdered. He was slain. And, uh, I mean, it's on video. I mean, I think years ago when I was a fucking kid sneaking movies that I shouldn't have been watching, uh, there was this movie, there was this uh, series called Faces of Death. I don't know if any of you guys are very familiar. Very gory. Very gory. Basically people dying. I mean, they had this at, at, at Family Video and Blockbuster. I mean, oh my God. Crazy. it's very crazy. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, this was like just footage of people dying. And I remember... Um, this Mexican president, the footage of him going to this rally, I mean, he had all these people. I mean, he had, he had Mexico hyped. I mean, he had Mexico hyped. For, for change. Yeah. I mean, th- th- this was for change. They believed that he was going to do change. And they believed very, you know, very highly that he was going to be able to fix Mexico. And they and, killed him. And the corrupt people were like, no, he's going to completely kill our business. I mean, right now, I think in this last election, it's got to... It, I think the figure I last heard was like somewhere around like 163 people, representatives, were killed running. Um, Why? For Mexico's election? Yeah, for the different, uh, for the different, wow, just the different seats, um, just cartels not liking the fact that they're talking about stirring up change and not working with them, and uh, just other corrupt businesses paying off cartel to take them out. Uh, in order to keep the status quo. I think the reason why a progressive populist won in Mexico right now is because they got a taste of, of, of the American kind of uh, capitalist scheme and uh, run rampant, and uh, it fucked them. Wasn't it one of their presidents was like the owner of a cell phone company or something? Man, I don't know. Who, honestly, I, I, I wouldn't know. I, 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 I would wish put, I did I, more I, research into this. Yeah, but, definitely, um, definitely. But, yeah, I mean... 
there I mean it's even the same thing with any US election it's like let's see who he has ties to somebody's going to pay enough money to get this guy in the seat to basically yeah, yeah it's the same thing yeah. the whole banana republic thing we do it to ourselves <laughs> we do it to ourselves for god's sakes I mean you at know? this point I mean here in America our uh, like recently um our head of education department uh Betsy DeVos just uh Somebody apparently vandalized her $40 million yacht. Yes, her yacht. Her family has her 10 yacht. of them, though. This is oh, just one ten? of 10. Oh, Jesus um, Christ. I didn't know the that. Thing is, the thing is, she she invests... Before she got her job, she was investing in a lot of these companies that... Uh, in a lot of these companies that collect mm-hmm. on student debt. Oh, wow. And now she's no deregulating... Way. She's deregulating the fuck out of... Uh, out of the student debt industry, she's, is she the head of education? She's like, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Could you she's, believe this? She's the one yeah. who dictates. I mean, her brother. Her brother is Eric Prince. Um, not many people know him if you're not too familiar with politics. But uh, Grand Theft Auto actually spoofed him. He's the head of. Uh, I think it was Blackwater in there. Wow. But uh, or maybe that's the name of like. I think it's Blackwood or something like that. But he's basically like this mercenary guy. Like this, he's like the Jeff Bezos of like mercenaries. And he's very much in Donald Trump's ear. He was actually the guy who suggested that we privatize part of our CIA and intelligence department. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I don't know. Fuck those guys. That's what I say. Don't trust are, them. Fuck those guys. I mean, they're having meetings with like the Trumps and, and, and other ambassadors, like the Emirates of uh, Dubai and other countries in the Seashell Islands. You only go to the Seashell Islands when you don't want people to follow you, like the media, mm-hmm. when you're doing something mm-hmm. dirty. I mean, fucking Metal Gear yeah. is, is placed yeah. in the seashell <laughs> islands because they don't want people following them. Right. Let's be clear, guys. We can do a whole fucking episode on Metal Gear, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I fucking love it, all right? You know, Hideo Kojima, I love you. Oh, yeah. I love you so much. Man, I, I mean, I could I could do a whole episode on that. But anyways, <laughs> uh, to segue a little bit into, you mentioned uh, Jeff Bezos. Yes. Um, he is the founder of Amazon.com. Yes. All right. Ooh. Now, look, people have so many mixed emotions about this guy. Well, All right. Look, yeah. Going yes, on yes, right yes, now. yes. But that's any business. We're just hearing about it because this guy has just become extremely big. The richest fucking guy, right? Is he the richest yeah. one? He's the richest son of a bitch on earth. Yeah, I mean, I think he topped one hundred fifty billion dollars net worth um, on Amazon Prime Day. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. Now look, whatever your opinion on Jeff Bezos is, don't fucking tell me you guys aren't using, abusing, and. Just Amazon fucking Prime. Amazon Prime. Yeah. I have to say... It's that like it's, a necessity. It's a necessity in my fucking... Yeah, in my fucking life, it's a necessity. Now listen, on my computer, it's two things that come up automatically, all right? Now, I'm going to get a little bit nasty here. Oh, all right? I'm going to get a little bit nasty. <laughs> but my top two things on my computer is it's going to be Amazon and then it's going to be porn. <laughs> lots of porn, but lots of Amazon fucking Prime, guys. All right? There's nothing more that gets my dick hard than clicking the fucking button on Buy Now on something that I absolutely do not fucking need. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, I, I, I can go in there and see something that I, I'll probably use once. I'll probably use twice. I may just use it. I may just use it. I mean, some of the stuff, some of the stuff, I mean, I won't lie. Some of the equipment we're recording on right now was from Amazon. 
um, really great guys. You know, <laughs> keep shopping there. I, mean, I, I do it for baby stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we said, I'm, I'm expecting, and they give me some massive discounts that any new parent would want. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, to be honest, I mean, we're joking about it here, and it's it's kind of leading to like a guilt trip, you know, because we're gonna we're gonna talk about I guess the conditions under which Amazon employees go through and the way that it kind of destabilizes economies where they set up their little factories. But I mean. The thing is, the argument that I'd like to kind of put at the forefront also is this guy, his net worth is $150 billion. You're telling me he can't take better care of his people and still offer this convenient-ass service that is probably not going to be rivaled for a very long time. Well, that's, not, that's not necessarily true. Uh, how fast-paced business work, especially with something like them, all right? Yes, a lot of people, it's easy to say, oh, come on, man, your people aren't going to surpass you. That's not true. It could happen, it could literally happen within weeks if he drops the fucking ball. This is what a lot of people don't understand. All right, when you have a business and you start fucking with that much money, all right? Oh, my God. The bigger amount of money that you are working with, the bigger the problems, the harder the, 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 Facebook. The harder it is, you know, to you know keep track of it, maintain it. You got to pay more taxes. You got to. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it. All right. Now, yes, I do believe that the employee should definitely be getting treated a little bit better, definitely. Um, but you know, it, th- those are resolutions that I think are. I think people try to say, well, you know, you could do this and things will be better. But right but now, then, guys, the, the Amazon, I think, is going to be doing some, you know, some really revolutionary stuff. Amazon, we love you, oh but you have gosh. to start treating your employees fairly. You got to give them more of a fucking bathroom break, all right? These people are pissing in fucking bottles. Yeah. They're pissing in fucking bottles, all right? And For definitely you, a price that's not worth pissing in bottles. C- correct. You know, I think that they need to find some better method. If you guys have innovated thus far into becoming such a fucking juggernaut of There's, the shopping industry... And I mean, yeah. and the e-commerce business, you know. There's got to be a way where you could revolutionize it. This. You know what? If you guys need to, I know a guy. <laughs> All right, his name is Elon Musk. Oh my god! <laughs> you guys go to the son of a bitch and give him any problem, and he'll try to fucking solve it. Get Elon Musk to go in there and be like, probably with hey, the use of yeah, DMT as well. <laughs> yeah, be like, hey Elon, um, we can't figure out a system where. Um, we, we aren't we, losing. We, we aren't losing productivity. Our people are pissing in bottles. What can we do? And then Tesla will come in <laughs> and resolve it for you. He'll probably have some fucking. He'll invent some robot, and he'll be like, "This robot connects through a hose <laughs> to a, to a, any dick or vagina out there, and it'll suck the piss out of them. There won't be any need for them to leave. And uh, we grab this piss. Jesus. It becomes energy." All right. It becomes so energy. You won't even it, lose money. You, you won't, won't lose, lose money. money. You could actually power you can, the you whole. You could pull the nitrogen yeah. out of the piss. Yeah. You, you, you <laughs> could power your whole fucking facility and still have enough money left over to give incentives to your to your employees. Please. Now I don't know if that's what Elon Musk is gonna do, but I'd like to believe that that's the steps he's gonna take. <laughs> all right, guys. Enough goofing around on on uh, Jeff Bezos and all this. Um, Man, I think we've been having a really, really, really great show. I have, I've been enjoying it. Um, I do got to say thank you so much. Thank you so, so much for actually coming down here and, uh, you know, being part of our first episode, 
of our launching of our you know podcast that we have been working very hard on. Yeah. Uh, for all the listeners out there, there's been a few bumps and noises. We're sorry. All right, we're 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 working on it today. Uh, we had we definitely had to launch uh, first um, the first production today. Um, she's going to be going into labor, so we have to be a little bit ahead of the schedule than what we normally wanted mm-hmm. to plan with. So I don't. For all we know, by the time people hear this this, this episode, she may already have had the baby. But yeah, uh, how long I am. <laughs> yeah, but we definitely definitely uh, appreciate you being here. Appreciate um, you guys. No, thank you. Yeah, thank we you know so much. it was kind of a struggle to come all the way over here but we're so glad that you made it we're so yeah. glad there's a lot of corn there's a lot of corn on yeah, the street yeah we kind of live in the middle of nowhere compared to where we're where well, we, we used to be but i'll tell you this much i'd rather have corn than gunshots oh because yeah. la- ladies and gentlemen if you're not listening from illinois or the chicago area Oh, you want to be around the fucking corn. Yeah, where right? we're from, it was gunshots. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, where we were before, there was gunshots. You want to stay away from gunshots. It's and that's exactly what we did. Yeah, we're like th- cornfields, no more gunshots. Yeah, it's a no fucking brainer. Plus, better schools. Yeah. Uh, we got a cozy little home, um, which, uh, you know, hopefully in, uh, you know, the upcoming months, uh, we'll get a little bit of a better studio space. Thank you for bearing with us. Thank you for... Uh, you know, breaking uh, breaking bread, breaking sushi with us. Um, and um, thank you so much once again. And uh, guys, uh, for the next episode, uh, we'll be having a next guest. We'll be actually uh, posting it up on all the social medias. Please go on there. Um, if you could actually go to Instagram and uh, you could follow us on the two sushi rolls. Yes, uh, just look up two sushi rolls. Right now we don't have much, but we definitely will. Yeah, so, you know, follow us on there. Get all the updates. We're also going to be uh, getting merch pretty soon. So hopefully we get you guys to listen and actually, uh, you know, get some merch. We'll uh, also be giving away some stuff in the upcoming episodes. Um, also follow our Facebook page. and Which look is also just two sushi rolls. Mm-hmm. And uh, also find us on uh, Twitter as well, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. Mama, yeah okay. We're gonna be. Yeah, we're you guys. Trying to get all that all made up. Yeah, basically all the socials. Um, so please, guys, you know, keep a lookout. Uh, hopefully, we'll catch you guys on the next episode with a new guest on a new time. All right. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this was the Two Sushi Rolls podcast, and uh, you guys have a good day. This is Papa Bear. And this is Mama Bear. Thank you. And you guys have a good one.